Warning, the following episode of the Design and Podcast will contain spoilers for the Netflix original, Squid Game. Cam and Logan are not experts over the field of design or Korean culture and do not claim to be. This podcast is truly based upon both their own opinions and what has been given to them through the internet and the Netflix show. Viewer discretion is advised. What do you get when you combine 456 citizens, childhood Korean games, a large cash prize, and a fight for your life? You get the 2021 hit Netflix Korean drama, Squid Game. With its enticing storyline and gory visuals mixed with great character interactions and growth, it has become one of the world's most popular shows this year. While the rest of the world became enthralled with the gore and the character developments, we were more interested in the deeper meaning of the symbols within the show. Who are the guards? What do the circles, squares, and triangles represent? Do the colors in the show really mean anything? <laughs> Hi, my name is Logan. And my name is Cameron. And welcome to the Design and Podcast. Today, we will be discussing the significance of symbols in Squid Game. Welcome back to the Design and Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Stevens. And I am your co-host, Cameron Green. And we will be discussing the hit Netflix TV Korean drama, Squid Game. Yeah. Hope you guys oh. are doing well today. Oh, please hold your applauses for later. Come on now. <laughs> well, I guess, honestly, let's just dive into it. Like, yeah. what did you think of the show when you first started watching it? Yeah, so I thought it was actually a really engaging experience. Um, it, it, it did take a lot of, like, time and dedication to get through. I think it was so worth it in the end. Oh, for sure. I mean, that's what happens when every episode is like an hour long. Mm-hmm. But like, they're really captivating episodes. Yeah, they are. They are. It was. It, it was such a good and enticing experience, and th- there was so much emotion and drama going into it. And yeah, I th- I, I highly recommend it to oh, anybody for- who hasn't seen it yet. Oh, for sure. Um. So, to start off the bat, like, how popular do you think this show is? So I actually. Since I was interested, I actually looked this up not too long ago. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the exact number, but I think it was around 100, maybe 110 million viewers, if I remember correctly. Um, you were actually very close. It was 111 million viewers in the first 17 days. Wow. Those numbers are incredible. That is really insane. Because, I mean, just think that it came out like late this summer, and it's been a smashing hit. Mm-hmm. And to think that it was... It was originally rejected 10 years prior, too. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I bet Netflix is not regretting their their money-making deal. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. So, beginning with um, logos, right? They're, like, this show is full of many symbolic meanings with everything. I mean, so from cookies to masks to clothing. So, like, what's the, the most common thing that you saw when you watched the show? So I think the most common thing that I saw and I think the most common thing everybody else saw would probably be the integration of the three sh- the three primary shapes, the circles, the triangles, and the squares. Oh, yeah, for sure. So we saw these shapes predominantly on the masked um, members of the group that ran the square game, um, just the pink jumpsuited black masked individuals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want to say how nice those masks look for being so simple right 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 like they're they're so easily recognizable 
Oh yeah, especially with it just being like a brand new hit show, everyone and their mother knows what those masks look like. Exactly, and it's it's amazing to see people online trying to decipher what exactly they mean, you know what I mean? I mean, so what do you think they mean? So rega- regarding that, I would say what I noticed was a reoccurring pattern. Yeah. A, a reoccurring pattern of shapes, I should say. For sure. Uh, being the iconic circles, triangles, and squares. Yeah. Um, what I noticed was that there was more of a hierarchy going on between the guards. Um, the, the squares, they were more the supervisors. They were calling all the shots. They were ordering people around, and they were keeping track of the actual players themselves. The triangles, they were more the soldiers and the gunmen. They didn't yeah. really say anything, but they handled the business whenever it came to killing people. Yeah. And the circles, they were more the grunts. They did the grunt work. They did the heavy lifting. They didn't really do any talking, and they couldn't talk unless they were spoken to. Oh, of course. And you know what? You hit that right on the money, too, with that description. Because, I mean, like, really? We see that hierarchy in the show, but it contrasts totally different from the spiritualistic vision of, like, what those shapes mean. Really? How so? For sure. So, to start with, in Korean culture, the circle means heavens. The circles, you know, you're like God, if you will. Mm-hmm. Triangles refer to humans. They refer to beings of plane that live on this earth. Right, right. And, like, the square means earth. Like, it stabilizes itself as being, like, the rock for it all. Interesting. So if we take that, all right, and we think about it, the circles and the triangles can't function without the squares because they rely on the square. Right, right. Similar to how, for example, the earth relies on the sun for rotation. Um, And then, you know, the circles have to rely on the triangles because, you know, human, heaven, you know, humans, if there's no death, there's no heaven. And then with that, the heaven is just kind of there. Like like it's like an almost an it's almost an all seeing being, if you will. Interesting. Now do you think do you think that was like an intentional design choice on there? So like I mean in general there is this religious hierarchy and I think that truly that was a very good design choice on theirs because it just it does fit with the culture well being so well equipped with a religious background logo it is plain simple korean text with these nice pink hot pink even circle triangle and square like so like what do you get off of that like what do you think that means or could mean you know i'm actually really not sure Uh, i've looked at it many times and i I still haven't been able to like really draw any conclusions from it for sure and you know like other than the fact that like it's just super cool looking in general um I did some pretty extensive research, you know, um, as my many years of art history. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, that I saw that this is the creation of Adam painting put into a logo. Really? If you give it thought, so we see the circle on top, top top left even, with the triangle in about middle, and then the square bottom right. You know, uh-huh. and if if you think about that painting, it is Adam reaching his hand toward God. And it's God coming from the top left and Adam coming from, like, the right middle. Mm. And then, like, he's just on the ground right. And so I'm not saying that they copied that logo from the creation of Adam, but it does look a little fishy like that, considering of what we've known about the symbols 
and the meaning of the symbols, circle, triangle, and square. I can definitely see what you mean when you, I, when I look at the logo now, I can definitely see what you mean. Like, it's definitely like, it reminds me of like heaven reaching out to the earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, that I think that's, I think that's beautifully brilliant. Oh, for sure. No doubt. Crazy too how like we have all this symbolic spiritual meaning and yet they're on the most simple of characters. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because like there are so many other well defined mask characters that we see in this show that aren't even about a real triangle square circle aesthetic, if you will. Right. Like, for example, like what we get to like episode seven with the VIPs. Yes, the VIPs. Oh, my gosh. First of all, I love those masks. Those masks, they're they like look so well crafted. They're gold. They're they're beautiful. I 100% agree. Those are some gorgeous masks. Oh, for sure, no doubt. Um, so we have about mm, about seven VIPs throughout mm -hmm. the show. Seven to eight. I mean, you don't really see all of, of them at once, but in general, though, these masks are beautiful. They're they look well crafted. They look well made, and they all look important. Right, right. They're, I think. They're some of the most beautiful masks in the show, arguably. And uh, I noticed that they they all have some sort of different animal on them. Correct. You'd be correct. So the following animals that I have concluded that were in the show, after my two times of watching this show, we have a tiger, a deer, a lion, a bear, a buffalo, an eagle, and the owl. I see. All, all those are relatively powerful animals. Um, you would be correct in the sense of the Korean culture. Um, so to start off the following, the tiger symbolizes strength and power. And that's actually going along the same with the lion. Lion and tiger are pretty similar in Korean culture. Right, right. There is not too big of a difference there. And the deer. The deer is a divine animal that connects the gods in heaven with the shaman monks. Mm, okay, okay. We have the bear. The bear is... It symbolizes just nice farm culture, good good crops, good grow. Right. Okay. Their land. We have the we have the buffalo, which symbolizes prosperity through fortitude and hard work. You know. Right. And then we have the eagle, which is very hard to find the meaning behind it. But it's just in general like a good luck almond. Right. 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 Okay. Um. And so, like with that, what do you think of these masks? What do you see out of them? So, based on what I saw in the show and based on everything you just told me, I saw, I, I'm, I'm noticing a pattern of them feeling superior over everybody else. Like, they're more important than anything. Okay. And I can kind of, I can see that reflected in the show with the comparison that they, that they drew in the finale of, this, of season one um, with the VIPs betting on the players and how, like, they're doing in the games. Comparing that to how our protagonist, Ji Hun, was betting on horses at the start of the series. And I think that's a beautiful comparison to show just how high and mighty the VIPs see themselves in the overarching story. Yeah, I really couldn't have said that better myself. Um, it's almost like we get a callback to the very beginning of like what started um, our, our, our protagonist, Ji Hun's um, story is the horses mm -hmm. and Jihun was betting the world against those horses winning well now the VIP is betting the world against the players exactly so the players have become the horses the players have become the variable 
Exactly. I think that is beautifully twisted symbolism. Oh, indeed. Indeed, for sure. And something else, too, like like the color of the mask, it's, it's that rich gold. And that just, it's so symbolic in the mean that like it's it's just power it's just wealth that's that's all these characters are we don't know anything about them but their financial standing because so we know they're rich if if they weren't rich why are they on this private island watching people murder each other exactly with no crime no crime whatsoever Mm -hmm. i i have to agree with that i think i think the i think the gold is not only like what lets us know that just how rich and powerful they are but I think it also really stands out among everyone else. I think, in fact, I th- I would go as far as saying like most of the colors in Squid Game as a whole are part of what make it so interesting to watch because as, from a visual standpoint, it's all, all the colors pop out and have their own specific meaning. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And speaking on that, let's get back to that later. But first, a word from our sponsors. Hi, I'm Kyle Brown, and I'm the CEO of the new company Stop Go Squid, the all-new revolutionary ride-sharing app. To start, all you need to do is, well, lose tons of money. Not sure how you do that, but hey, I know you can do it. Go to any train station and find the man in a business suit holding colored squares. Challenge the man to a battle. Once you lose, call the number on the card and head to your destination. Stop Go Squid's revolutionary technology will be able to pinpoint your exact location and hunt you down. Well, we know you won't disappoint us, so we'll see you soon. Stop, Coast Squid. You can run. Try to hide. <laughs> and we are back from our sponsor break. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what was up with that sponsor. Kind of weird. Yeah. No. Um. There, there was definitely a lot going on there. I don't. I don't really know what was going on. Oh, for sure, no doubt. Um. So where we left off, off for the um, sponsor break was about colors in the show. That's right. That's right. We were talking about how. Uh, the, the the gold color of the VIP mask was very influential to the show. Yeah, and I mean, really, our next biggest colors we have are red and blue. Right, right, right. Um, like I think though, I think those are like the two prominent colors that we see. Like even once we get to like the beginning of the show, right? Yeah. Like when the like when the mysterious man came up to Ji Hun in in the in the subway station. We see we see him offer to play the game. Of the the, yeah, the what, what's that game called? The, oh, it's called. Yeah. Um. So for anyone listening, we cannot pronounce that word, and we don't think we have the right to mispronounce it. Yeah. So we're gonna let Google Translate do the rest indeed, for us. Indeed, indeed. So for anyone who didn't hear that, there we go. That will be our bread and butter for this podcast. Right. So anyway. When the mystery man comes up to play that game with Ji Hun, we notice that the two squares oh, that they're playing oh, with play. You mean? Oh uh, yeah, that that game, that yeah. game. I we notice that the two squares that they're playing with are both red and blue. Correct. And um, so we see he gives Ji Hun a choice. He gives him red or blue. Right. 
which is quite minuscule in the whole aspect if you're not looking as deep as what we were looking into. Right, when right. We were starting for this podcast. Well, it's what I was starting for this podcast. Um, so, colors red and blue in Korean culture. Red signifies death, while blue signifies life. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's really interesting to keep in mind when you realize that little all of the players when we're shown like them playing the game, like the yeah. yeah. When, when we're when we're shown them being playing that game, every every single one of those players chose the blue square. And it's weird too, because like we never see anyone with the red square, considering that we've been shown through like through videos within the show, everyone who's choosing a red a blue square being slapped repeatedly. Um, so, so we just never see red square. Right. And so with that in mind, do you think that these are staff men that played um, and chose red? You know, now that I actually think about it more, um, that's actually a really plausible theory. Oh, for sure, no doubt. And. Also, though, if we see no one take a red square within the videos, wouldn't it be obvious to say that these are staff that were no one took the red squares instead of the blue squares? Yeah, I think that I think that's an assumption that can like be like made when you're watching the show, you know? Yeah. Because because when because they show videos of all the players playing the game, and we never see any of those people take a red square. We never do. So I think. I think it's safe to assume. I think it, one would think it would be safe to assume that all the staffmen took a red square and became staffmen at that moment. Yeah, indeed. And they also not only became staff, they became the symbolic meaning of death. Right, right. Because they're all wearing like they're all wearing like some sort of red, like red pink yeah, jumpsuit. Red, yeah, red pink jumpsuits. And in Korean culture, blue resembles life, and red is death. That would mean that the Staff resemble death mm-hmm. and their color. And since the players are all wearing like these light blue slash green jumpsuits, then that would make them life in yeah. this situation. Oh, yeah, right on the money. And isn't it weird too? Like throughout the show, we see the staff always around the players. We always see death around life. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like. Just like how there's death always looming over your life, you always have that like look over your shoulder of fear. Right, right, right. Like, like it's just looming around every corner, like yeah. just waiting, like waiting for the right moment to strike. Like for example, in the um, in the honeycomb game, yeah, when they were playing the honeycomb game, like if they made even the smallest mistake, death was right there with the gun. Right there, ready to gun you down. Yeah. Like I think that's, I think that's a really interesting way of setting the tone for the show. In saying that, you know, death is following you, but at the same time, life is following death. Yeah. Death also, it plays a leading role in this show, too. Um, like, meaning, leading as in, like, actually, like, putting forth, because um, in the staircase room, um, which is a callback to an M.C. Escher painting, um, Relativity, um, there's always a staff in front and behind of the players, mm-hmm. as in, like, death is leading the charge into the games, and death is following them into that charge. Right, right, right. But, like, let's get off topic on topic to that room. That room, I, I love that room. It's a very nice-looking room. Yeah, I, it's, it's, very, it's very chaotic kind of structure. Yeah. And I think, that, I, think that's, I think that's perfect for what Squid Game actually is, you know what I mean? Yeah, and when it comes to its color layout, it's perfect because it's bright colors that have been turned mute. 
which and these are also colors that like usually mean life and excitement but because they're so dull and just plain they give like a death kind of feel like like there, there's an absence of life of joy there right 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 so i i think so w- w- would you say that that room would be like maybe some sort of purgatory in that sense you know what? yeah i think it does i think that life I, th- I think that room sorry i think that room resembles just in between of life and death when you're like how like there's talk in like supernatural about like that weird little gray area i think that room is the gray area because we go from the waiting room to the stair room to like the different game rooms and there's always that that um staffman leading the charge into those rooms and there's always like a leading staff and so it's like the players just being led by death and it's just it's very easy to show like a life lesson being learned within that right right because um if we're going from the talk of that room being purgatory that means every other room is a stage of life based upon what we see within the show because our first room is the red light, green light room. Next would be the honeycomb. And then from there, we go from that to tug of war. And from tug of war, st- um, marbles, stepping stones. Mm-hmm. And then we're back at the start, the red light, green light room. Yes. Yeah, so what so do you think that? So know? yeah. So I, with the way you just described that, that really seems like, a, like like a cycle of life. Yeah, it does. Like, like when 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 we start off in the red light green light room, that's more like it's it's kind of like a birth, right? Yeah. It's like the birth of something terrifying. Like all the players are like lively, they're they're happy, they're, they're they're scared, they don't know what's going on, and as as the as the game as the games progress, it just it gets darker and darker, and it, it they seem to be maturing. Yeah. And by the end of it, it's just only one left standing. So. It's really death at that point. Yeah, and you could take it as in like the first room that, that's your like very young, very youthful, childlike energy, and from there we get to slightly older, like the elementary school type of age, so what we would know here in the U.S. To tug of war, more metal, you know, adolescent, young, young adult type of age, only because of its physical activity, and then from there we go from middle age, like adolescence, to the middle age which would be the stones, which you're kind of, you're in this stage of life where you're thinking back on your life and you're still, but you're still living your life. Like you're still like reminiscing on your childhood, but you're still in it. Right. You know, and then I think from that, you go to the glass stepping stones room, which is your final hurrah. You know, like that's you when you're older, when you're aged, when you're just elderly. You have to go back and you see the joy that you had in your life, and then death, back to where you started. The like the first room, the your childhood room, but it's dull, it's dilapidated, and it's destructive. I think that is a beautiful way of saying it. Indeed. And I think that is also a beautiful way of establishing the tone and the direction of Squid Game as a whole. I think this. Sh- I think because of like that kind of symbolism. And the story that's told, like through these games and through these rooms, I think that is really what makes Squid Game so interesting at its core. For sure, and 
I guess let's take this time to go back, like, like throughout all that we've talked about within this podcast and hitting it. So at first, we discussed the symbols, which were all over the place, from the circles, the triangles, squares, to the hierarchy that they presented in the show. From that, we went to the masks um, of both the staff and the VIPs as well. And we talked on like how that resembles a a corporation almost. Mm-hmm. And then from that, we transitioned from the color of the mask, the gold VIP mask, to just the color palettes of the show, which are very di- diverse, and they all mean different things, but they all work together in harmony to create this beautiful masterpiece of a show. And with all that being said... The symbols in Squid Game have a remarkable impact, not only on the games themselves, but in Korean culture. The show takes heavy inspiration from key colors, symbols, and meanings from Korean culture. On the outside, they seem incredibly simple, but in reality, they weave a beautiful yet brutal story of life, death, and survival. This heartbreaking story was made possible by director Huang Dong-hyuk and his incredible team of writers, editors, and actors. We want to give a quick thank you to our professor, Jake Dugard, for this opportunity and the rest of the design criticism class. If you liked this episode of the podcast, go check out any of the other episodes in Season 3. Absolutely. This has been your host, Cameron Green. And your host, Logan Stevens. We hope you enjoyed. Have a good day.